Here we go. It's a DCS Sports Huddle. Uh, it's getting late August. That's mean it's getting closer and closer to the NFL. Dave Johnson, Rob Woodford, uh, George Wallace, and Dave Preston is somewhere on vacation. Well deserved, but we're no vacation here from the Sports Huddle. A lot to talk about this week. We're sponsored as always by MGM National Harbor. For the latest in Washington sports, visit MGM National Harbor. Experience a sports fan's paradise. Uh, listen, as we come uh, to meet this week, it's on news that Deshaun Watson's now an 11 game suspension. A $5 million fine. You guys, my take is uh, the NFL, this is basically what they wanted. They said they wanted a whole season. They wanted longer than six games. Compromise, it, it's done. Uh, it, it will then be something that, that's debated for the next 11 weeks. And when he goes into every road city, he's going to hear about it. Uh, but this is what the NFL wanted, uh, a longer suspension. And no surprise, the NFL gets what it wants. Guys, any take? Well, my take is this. It's you know, when you, when you get a longer suspension from six, it makes sense if you're going to, in a 17-game schedule, you go from six, you go to 12. Where does the 11 come from? Oh, look at the game he comes back. When he, his, the, the return to Houston game. So, you know, even when the NFL is trying to, quote-unquote, do the right thing, and it is the right thing to put him on the shelf for longer than six games, they're still not going to mess with the money. They want that marquee matchup that was lined up late in the season, and that's exactly what they did. So, again, good for them to sit him down for longer, but it's it's really curious that 11 games is what you landed on when it just so happens that, uh, you know, a marquee matchup on your calendar is, is you know, is lined up there. Well, I agree with you. There's no coincidences in the NFL. We've no. learned that over the years. So, uh, I think in some ways the NFL has now opened itself up to criticism that it's allowing them to come back for a marquee matchup that's certainly going to benefit the league. Because, look, this league has become the most successful television series in the history of television, and that's what, what drives all this money that's flowing in this league. That's what allows uh, Deshaun Watson to have a situation like this uh, where he can still miss 11 games, pay out all this money, and, and still be financially fine. George? Yeah, I mean, look, the $5 million fine, I mean, he was guaranteed $232 million yeah. from Cleveland in his contract. You find him $5 million, it's going to go to charity. That doesn't, that's not going to make a dent in any right. of that. And look, if the NFL wanted the year and from the beginning, why have somebody else independent, you know, go through this? Unless they, you know, but let's be honest, too, they probably figure there's no way she's going to come down with less than at least half the year, what, six games. So I think that kind of played into this, too, but. Look, you're right. It's done. They can move on. The Browns have been dealing with this. It's kind of it's no question. It had to leak into the locker room and trying to they're trying to focus to get ready for a season. Question is now, what are you going to do at quarterback? I mean, you're saying, look, Jimmy G is still out there, folks. Eleven games, a long time, right? We'll see. Yep. And he's going to be rusty when he comes back. I mean, oh, he hasn't played he competitive football. I mean, he missed all of last year. He'll miss more than half of this year. I mean, you're you'd be bordering on two years. Yeah, in between actual regular season starts for him. So, yeah, I mean, uh, if I'm the Browns, I'm getting somebody who I'm comfortable with being the starter. Yep. But look, and here's the other thing. It's like they they have a really good football team. They have a competitive team. But in that division, without a, a star quarterback, I mean, that was right. the whole reason why they made the move was because they needed to keep up with Lamar Jackson and, uh, and Burrow there in Cincinnati. So 
I, I think this is going to be a lost season for them between the distraction, between not having Deshaun on the field for whatever he is off the field, on the field, he is a, a scintillating talent. So without him, I don't think that's a playoff team. So well, I also, think this is going to be a lost year for them. That's a move for 2023 and beyond, I think. Well, and, and that's I want to bring up on that, that point that he this is going to be a distraction. This mm-hmm. is not over because it's been settled the 11 games. It's going to be a distraction uh, the rest of the year. It just goes to show you that if a talent is that good, and obviously Deshaun Watson has been deemed to be that good, uh, a team will go ahead and take on that talent despite all the distractions. Um, and, and, you know, you, there's other cases of players – then you can say, well, why didn't they get a, a second or, or a third chance? Well, they didn't deem them talented enough to be beneficial against all the distractions. Worth it, yeah. Worth it. Browns obviously believe that despite the fact that this is going to be an ongoing distraction, his teammates are going to be asked about it uh, ad nauseum. The Browns still believe that that uh, the benefit outweighs all that comes with Deshaun Watson. And the GM, they just said, too, you know, they asked point blank, would you do the deal again? They quickly said, absolutely. I mean, what are you going to say at that point? No, I wouldn't have done this, but <laughs> you knew something was coming. But yeah, yeah, no, no, to no. your point, that's, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, but again, if, if Deshaun Watson didn't have the level of talent that they believe he has, he'd be done. Simple mm-hmm. as that. You wouldn't have yep. to worry about an NFL arbitrator or suspension or, or, coming back in the 12th week for a ratings grabbing game with the NFL. The NFL wouldn't even have him on his radar anymore. So the NFL, it's interesting matchup. They're trying to be the tough guy here, but oh yeah, please come back and get us some ratings for that Mm -hmm. Texans game. For a game that wouldn't be on anybody's radar otherwise. Right. 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 Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, It'd be, it'd be the punchline and a joke. Yeah. I can't wait for that big Browns Texans matchup. (laughs) Now it's, it's no joke guys. All right. We got the commanders. Um, are we, <laughs> George? Speaking of, go. You've been, you've been <laughs> go. I, well, no, go. You know what? What uh, most? Uh, pardon me for the preseason fatigue, but um, and, and they, I'm glad they've shortened it to three games. I cannot imagine. No. And I, I'm young enough to. I'm old enough to remember when I was young. There were six games in the exhibition season or preseason, whatever. The um, the most exciting thing to me was Wes Schweitzer this week talking about rock climbing, improving. His game. So thank you for yeah, Dave. Love that. Those because that. that that to me, <laughs> I'm not going to go out and rock climb, but that to me was exciting. But what what's 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 floating your boat right now? Well, you know, it's going to be uh, that at, at some point, you know, these offensive line injuries is going to have it's going to become a thing. I mean, you know, the good deal is that yes, they have the after the third preseason game, basically two weeks off before the opener. So that is a change. And they can kind of scale back a little bit, ramp it up as they get closer to the game against Jacksonville on September 11th. But the offensive line injuries are a thing because here's how it's going to affect Saturday. He wants to play the starters a full half and maybe come out in the third quarter, maybe not. But if you don't have a, a guard, you don't have a guard right now. So that's going to kind of play into how Rivera is going to approach this game because I'm not putting Wentz out there with a banged up offensive line and the quote unquote starters against Kansas City. It's just not going to happen, for at least not for a full half. Um, you know, the 22 plays last week, I thought were fine. I mean, he said he got comfortable that 13 play 74 yard drive, the third, the third drive of the game, which resulted in a touchdown. I'd like to see that, uh, the Antonio Gibson thing is, uh, you know, it is a concern. And we saw this week, him returning punts, returning kicks. He was on punt block. 
and Ron Rivera, you know, saying, look, we do that all the time. You guys just don't see it during the season. I'm not really sure how much I believe all of that. I think for sure he was sending a message, especially with Brian Robinson playing with a lot with the ones this week. They definitely like the, the rookie out of Alabama. And why not? I mean, it comes from a program like that. He's expected to play. He's expected to be the guy. So, and also, look, and also real quick on that running back situation, because I've been fascinated by that all week. I think that that's why you take a Brian Robinson, because you yeah. need a guy on first and second down. I've never had the, you know, I've never had the idea that Antonio Gibson is a three down back. He's right. a guy you run out there on third down. He's a situational guy. But if he, I wouldn't have him out there all three downs. I think that less is more. When it comes to a player like that, a guy who's going from wide receiver to running back and really doesn't know how to play the position well uh, just yet. Yeah, yeah. probably no coincidence we're seeing, uh, to your point, Rob, you're not the only one thinking of that because we're seeing him now. We don't know what this working out as a kickoff and punt returner uh, means, but to me that means, uh, even yeah. though Ron Rivera's not said it, I, I, at least they're considering a change in how they use him. Oh, right. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, and, and he was saying like he was electric in, in, uh, in college when college. he returned kicks. Well, you know, he didn't return punts. So that's w- what was interesting to me is uh, they're trotting him out there on punts. So maybe they're just trying him out there, but on kickoffs, he averaged 28 yards of return, uh, went, uh, took one to the house for a touchdown uh, his last year at Memphis. So uh, he did flash some of that in college. I get that. But um, yeah, I mean, again, less, fewer touches is more in his particular case, because he's shown you he's going to put the ball on the ground. So if you give him fewer opportunities to do that, but then there are opportunities where you can get him out in space, that seems to make the most sense. And then Brian Robinson is your between the tackles guy. And he reminds me and and correct me if I'm wrong, George, he reminds me a little bit of Alfred Morris in the sense that he's a guy who's going to lunge for Like he's, you know, no matter what, he's going to get you at least two yards, even if you're hitting him at the line of scrimmage. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, 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 he's a bruiser kind of guy. Yeah. I agree with that. I, I think, and I, and look, they like it. Like to your point, Dave, that's why you go out and get him. I mean, he's, I think he, he fits into their plans big time and, and Gibson, you can move him around. I think I, there's no, it's not a coincidence this week that he was working on special teams. Right. I, I don't, I, you know, I don't believe that he put the ball on the ground in, in preseason game. Number one, something he led the league in last year doing. So I don't right. think that's a coincidence at all. I think it's sending a message. I think Ron, is uh you know this year he he can't you you can't wait things out i mean this is a this is a i'm gonna say desperate but this is a year look you have to the first two weeks of the year you have to win you have to be jacksonville you have to be detroit if you're a team that in the third year and you're saying this is the year we got to win 10 games he didn't say 10 i think a lot of people are saying 10 9 10 games but this is the year you're going to take that next step. You can't start slow. And that's what this team does. It starts slow. That's why I think, like I mentioned last week, you're going to see these guys play a little more in the preseason. You can't take the chance this year. You cannot wait. And I think that you're going to see the urgency more and more uh, with Rivera and this team coming up. I do. You know, that was a great uh, third drive in the, the preseason game number one with Carson Wentz. I, you know, I, the night before, Malik Willis was playing for the Titans. Does anybody in the room have any uh, – and this is no disrespect to Carson Wentz, but is anybody thinking, you know, maybe maybe should have taken Malik Willis? I don't know why I want to stir that up I, on this Thursday, but that that I, that thought crossed my mind. You really are I, bored with the preseason thing. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'm just going to roll this grenade into the yeah. middle of the conversation. Hey, at I mean, least I you didn't say Cam Newton from the beginning, didn't I? I was yeah, even taking him in the Newton. first round. All right, all right. So it's low hanging fruit. I want to get used to it. But no, but 
I was thinking, as I often am thinking, Rob's right. Thursday that Ravens. Oh, don't do that. Don't don't give him that. Come on. <laughs> no, but to to the point, it it had me thinking a little bit about that. Yeah, I know uh, it's a pointless. I mean, I said that before the preseason. I'm no, you're right at though. What's going on in Tennessee? I'm looking at what's going on in Atlanta because in the third round, you had Malik Willis there. You had um, uh, who's the other kid out of Cincinnati? Uh, uh, Ritter, Des- uh, Desmond Ritter. You had those guys on the board in the third round. Nobody expected them to fall all the way to the third round. So with that second round pick, instead of getting another Alabama tackle, as if you don't have enough of those already, you you, you could have had one of those quarterbacks. You, you you know, worst case scenario, you stash them for a year, you redshirt them, and then play them next year, like they're doing in San Francisco. So I I, I think that's a missed opportunity. And I th- and I, I look and I don't want to keep piling on before the season even begins, but I still think this Carson Wentz thing is just destined to blow up in their faces. And every time I see one of these young players, because I mean, just like you said, watching uh, what what uh, Malik Willis was doing. His coach was complaining he wasn't throwing the ball enough, but my God, he had two highlight real plays that he just made with his athleticism, one for a touchdown and one like a sidearm sort of, you know, twisting his body in air. Like we haven't had that since RG3. And I know he's a hot button topic too, but you know, they, they, they need that here. They need I'm that. Not, I, I, Carson I'm Wentz not is going to be on a stretcher before we even get to uh, yeah. week eight. You think I, I see, I, I don't know. I'm not ready to. I, I think I, I I think he's going to be okay. I mean, I'm, I'm not basing on this anything. But, I, I just. But here's the thing. I'm not giving up a two and a three for okay. And well, and it's already done. Know, you already and, gave it up. And, and y'all laugh at me. Up. And y'all laugh at me for Cam Newton. But Cam Newton could give you what Carson Wentz is about to do, and it costs you two draft picks. I don't know about that now. Right. You don't think so? All right. Well, the well, I do. there's a. <laughs> I'm leaving again. And, and, and again, it's a debate that goes nowhere because what's done is done, but it, right, 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 right. right. Just, but that's mean, what we do. This is what we should yeah. do. We should share our emotions. <laughs> I got to admit, uh, and it's only preseason, but I watched those highlights. And I thought, you started it. I know. All right. Well, okay. Uh, let's, let's player player to watch. Uh, we, I think the player to watch on offense is Carson Wentz. I mean, we're, we're, we're all focus is going to be on him. No, right, I, right. We should we should just say the player not Carson Wentz because okay. that's that's right. always going to be the top answer. No, I tell but. you, and I mentioned it, I mentioned it last week too, and I've seen all week in practice. I mean, the Jahan Dotson thing is a lot of fun to watch, and I really do. I mean, he had two really good touchdown catches this week in practice. I think that that is going to be a huge help for this team because because that's going to allow a it's going if they're if the coverage is all on Terry and if Curtis Samuel is healthy, forget it. I mean, this this has a chance. Pretty dynamic offense. If Terry's healthy, obviously they're going to cover Terry. Jahan Dotson will get to work. Yeah. When they figure out Dotson, then Terry may be little be able to, as the players like to say, be able to eat a little more. And Curtis Samuel, if he's if he can get the ball and he uses his speed, I mean it could be a lot of fun to watch. But Dotson is is just I, I love watching his progression right now. And last week, you know, with Brian Robinson, his first uh, action and Sam Howell too. So that was, you know, again we know what it is. It's exhibition preseason games. You're playing against the other teams. Second and third teams, I get it, but it's. I mean, how quickly did Sam Howell become a preseason star last week? Come on, everybody calling for him now to start. I mean, we haven't seen a preseason performance like this since the days of the late great Colt Brennan. Colt Brennan, yeah, remember that? Yep. Yeah. Hey, uh, on defense, this this. uh, (laughs) I think Rob, you bang this drum first, but I'll just jump on it. Jamin Davis has got to have a good preseason for the Commanders. Uh, 
Yeah, got, I would agree. I mean, he's got to show. He started to show late in the season last year. We talked. I mentioned this morning on TOP uh, that that, and of course, Jack Del Rio says he's having a good camp. Had a pick he yesterday first, too. He was a first round pick. He's it, with especially with Chase Young's situation. Uh, you, you need him to step up in his role, and and uh, I think that's a player to watch. And season. and I would say he's a player to watch for a couple of reasons. Number one, yes, you spent a first round pick on him, but also you had some veteran options out there. Uh, Bobby Wagner, I'm going to beat that drum because Bobby Wagner, man, that's a guy who, and I know he's 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 a little older and he's got some you know high uh, high mileage, but uh, he's the kind of piece that could be transformational on the defense because right. of the leadership aspect. And that's something that Washington really needs because all their linebackers are like young guys. And, and quite frankly, I, I you know, Jamin Davis, I, I feel like he's, he's better as like a weak side linebacker because of the speed and the range that he has, um, you know, playing and I, I know he's not supposed to play the mic, but you know, I, I think him playing the weak side is, is something that would uh, accentuate, uh, you know, some of the talent there. So hopefully he gets that opportunity. Uh, he certainly does need to step up. And uh, and if he plays at a high level, then this defense could be a lot better than people think. All right. You mentioned about how it's, you know, things are slowing down more this year. He feels a lot more comfortable. That's natural going into second year. I mean, he had a lot, of, a lot of eyes on him last year because, like you said, because of where he was drafted. He had an interception a couple of days ago in practice. He's had a good practice, a good camp. Players have noticed it and talked about it. So, uh uh, but also you kind of and also you kind of get the feeling that you know his he was kind of considered a little raw when they took him anyway yeah. and you kind of feel like what they did in the draft this year you know was almost with Jamin Davis in mind they were like we can't get somebody raw in our first couple of picks we need to get guys who are ready to play and can come in and and, and play at a high level right away so you know i i i think that uh, that uh, Jamin Davis sort of worked into their thinking uh, with that, and uh, again, if he can, if he can catch fire, and things have slowed down for him, and he ends up being really good on the weak side, then um, they 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 got something there. All right, we'll go to the strong side here, the Mystics, and will it be another <laughs> title run? Right, and I'm not the only one saying this. It's a lot of talk. Some people believe whoever comes out of this Mystics Seattle series could win it all. It is a curious WNBA playoff format where it's a best of three series that the Mystics are in. The first two games, they're going to have to play on the road. So they've got to win one to force the series back to D.C. So it, that, that's a whole different story. But uh, I, I truly believe that, that that is not just a hype or, or a promo. You have the talent that Seattle has, uh, the matchups during the regular season between these two teams. I mean, one of the Mystics' losses was on the final possession. But I, I think we need to appreciate, and I talked to him this week, Mike Tebow, He's the winningest coach in WNBA history, and you talk to him, and there's still that drive and desire to win another title. He is, is so focused on making this happen. Here's a guy, a basketball lifer. He's been around for decades in NBA, a lot of leagues. I have the utmost respect for a guy who was in the CBA. He was coaching in the Continental Basketball Association, the minors. He was coaching in the World Basketball League, which was a league for players six foot five inch and under. There was around in the late 80s. So he has gone all over the place to make it happen. And he's making it happen in Washington, including a title. And, and with a player in Elena Deladon who won a title with three herniated discs in his back, in her back. And he says that there's some days she works eight hours a day just to be able to play. 
So her commitment, even though she's financially secure, she's already won one championship, she is showing the drive to get back to the MVP level. And she's been doing that this season. And she's, and she's been playing at an MVP. She yes. has played at an MVP level when she's played. I mean, she they, they did a really good job. And you know how much I hate load management, but – for her, it was absolutely necessary yeah. because of the back injury. And they did that. They did it effectively enough. Now, did it cost them a couple of games here and there? And maybe this is, a, you know, maybe this this series, the first two games are in Washington as opposed to in Seattle. Yes, that's, that's probably a thing. But now she's healthy. She's ready to go. I think that uh, in, in your piece on WTOP.com, you were pointing out that um, – the defense is sort of the driving force, which is the opposite of what it was back in 2019 when they were this offensive juggernaut that could uh, that could score 100 points pretty much at will. And uh, now, you know, defense that you know that that could be what gets them uh, back to the championship round. And you're, you're right; I don't think it's uh, hyperbolic at all to say that this the winner of this series could end up going all the way because look, Seattle's got Brianna Stewart, who's probably the MVP of the league. Yeah. And uh, if not also the defensive player of the year. Um, the, and then you have the emotional ride of Sue bird, this being her swan song. And so you know, win one more for Sue. So, um, you know, I, I think that defensively, especially in the backcourt, that's where the mystics can win this. If they can lock down jewel Lloyd and and make this just a Brianna Stewart against the Mystics sort of deal and and kind of keep her in check somewhat, then you know, advantage Mystics. But um, you know, this is this is a really good matchup. And it's one that I didn't really want for somebody who wants the Mystics to win. I didn't necessarily want this matchup for them because I think it is a tougher matchup for them, but I think it is one that they can win, especially if you steal one of those first two games and then make a winner take all game three played over here at the ESA, which is a yeah. great, uh, great atmosphere too, by the way, if anybody hasn't been to a game yet. No, and, and again, I, I get back to, I, I also think just intangibles, the, the drive and desire of how badly Elena Deladon wants to play and continue to play. Uh, and, and she's showing that how badly Mike Tebow, a basketball lifer, wants another championship, not only for himself, obviously, but for his, his entire team. This is his, his son, Eric, is an associate head coach who's earning his stripes on his own, not just because he's, he's the son's uh, head coach, but, but the, the commitment of Mike Tebow, this franchise that, that he essentially built and has turned in this last decade into a meaningful franchise. Uh, I think it's important for him to, to get another uh, title. And, and I think the way he's constructed it, bench players like Elizabeth Williams, another defensive minded player, Shakira Austin, that was a brilliant move the way they drafted her and she has come in with a defensive mindset. So uh, great at bat to do it. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. And so I, I think brilliant in terms of how he's managed the franchise. Uh, but I, I think they can steal one. They have to steal one in Seattle. I think they have the mental fortitude to steal one in Seattle, get out of the series. And I think, look out, we could be onto another title run. And that's the thing, being a middle seed that, I mean, this, this format, the two, uh, one format almost plays to their advantage because they yeah. are capable of yep. stealing one on the road. So, you know, for the, um, you know, it plays to the advantage of like, you know, the one versus eight, like, you know, right. the one versus eight, like we're, we're going to just hurry up and sweep you out the way in a four or five situation, you steal one on the road, which you're absolutely capable of doing now the, you know, everything is in your favor now. 
And uh, I, I, I like them. I like the missed his, uh, chances here, especially coming off this long rest. I feel like game one is the one you have to take because sure. you did have the, the, the longer rest and that plays to Elena Della Don's advantage, uh, especially. No, and I think the Mystics need to get the title because I haven't gotten a sense that we think the Commanders are going to be in the Super Bowl. So anyway, uh, I don't think any of us are going to live long enough to see that happen. Uh -oh. what did I miss? As a matter of fact, they'll probably have a different name by the time they win another Super Bowl. Yeah. Hey, we uh, we just uh, any thoughts? Commander, the Commander, the Mystics. I, we believe in this team because of the defense. You have any thoughts on that? Uh, well, I think not only the defense, but I mean, you, I just think it's it's one of those what you talk about Deladon. I mean, it's she's got that that killer kind of I'm going to make sure this gets done. I mean, you have somebody on your team like that that's healthy now and you come back and you, you, you know, you know, it can be done. You've been there to do it. And I just think that that's just the will that you, you need that on your team. And I think this team has that in her. So that, I think that's going to go a long way. And, the, and Natasha Cloud. Uh, yeah. Well, they, uh, it, it's they, the team really does have a, a, a toughness identity, and it, and it, I think it's a great situation if you can get your offense right because I think they can, and are consistent. What I, I should point out, they've got the weapons, so you know this 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 will be their time. With that, we've run out of time uh, this week. Next week, what grenade will I throw into the huddle? This week it was Malik Willis. <laughs> well, we'll come up with something. As Do we always, think, uh, by the way, you think Preston, you think Dave Preston's going to come back off his cruise and join us next week? No, I, I think he, I think we've lost. I think he uh, will, and there's a 100% chance he's going to mention J.D. McKissick. Right, right. And he'll give us the times of all the games for the NFL. All right, <laughs> that's the D.C. Sports Huddle. We are sponsored by MGM National Harbor. For the latest in Washington sports, visit MGM National Harbor and experience a sports fan's paradise. Thank you for your time. Break. Right now, Amazon is offering some amazing extra perks that come with a job offer. If you start a warehouse job, you can get a $1,000 sign-on bonus. That means you start earning a paycheck right away, plus you get extra cash to use before the holidays. Applying is so easy, you don't even need an interview. It's never been so rewarding to start an hourly job that's close to home. So what are you waiting for? To join the team today, visit amazon.com slash sign-on bonus. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.